from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies, like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together, we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSIN. And welcome to the Lombardi Line, presented by BetMGM Dave Ross, alongside Michael Lombardi here on this Wednesday. And Michael, what a show we've got for you today. Of course, we're going to have Steve Mackinac later on this hour. Always makes us a little bit smarter when we have Steve in the program. Mike North is going to be here, of course, talking about that Bears game on oh Monday. No, I know he's not going to so be what's very... What's rant going to be? Oh, my God. <laughs> Against the Steelers the next hour of Lou Fittichero talking all things NFL. And also a really good sneaky UFC card this weekend that we'll get to. But what I did not know, Michael, and Matt Santos, our producer, just informed me that this day today... A significant day for, well, boats and for, for songs. <laughs> you know, it's funny. This is a day where a lot of the, my friends in the league, uh, we, we exchange texts, and this is, the, this is the wreck of the Emmett Fitzgerald. And it sank in, uh, in Lake Superior, and the words, the Gordon Lightfoot song, oh. The Wreck, is so... Uh, but it, it's really about, to me, the song is symbolic for what has to happen from here to the end of the season. And so we use it as a metaphor to talk about uh, pad level, fundamentals, techniques, the things that really matter in football slip away when the gales of November come early. And the gales of November have come. And I think we saw this last week in Buffalo. They've lost sight of the gales. It's a tough sport. You've got to be able to play with physicality, run the ball more than 11 times with your running back or six times with your running mm-hmm. back and 12 times for the game. So we use this kind of as a reminder. And, you know, and what happens is the, the end of the song, the church bells ring 29 times for each man uh, on the Emmett Fitzgerald. Well, if you don't do these things, those church bells are going to ring for your team. And so that's really what it was all about. And so today I've, I must have 100 texts from people that we, we recognize it, we see it, and uh, we, we pray for the Maritime Museum in Detroit. They'll honor it today. It's, it's absolutely – I never thought you could make that metaphor for the NFL, but you did it very eloquently right there. I, I've always said that that song is the second saddest song in the history of songs. 
I think cats in the cradle still might be number one for me, Michael. I don't have kids, but if I did, all I'd have to do is if I said, hey, do you want to hang out with your old man? And he says, no, I'd just say, and the cat's in the cradle and the silver spoon. <laughs> like, you can get the kids to do anything you want if you just play that song. Uh, I mean, th- those are two great wordsmiths right there, Harry Chapin and Gordon Lightfoot. Great documentary on Amazon on the Gordon Lightfoot, but it's interesting, the power of creative thinking, right? So Gordon Lightfoot's sitting there one day reading Time Magazine or Newsweek, and he literally reads this article about the wreck. He didn't know anything about it. And the beginning of the of the article talks about is basically the beginning passage of the song. So mm. it, it's very, very symbolic of what's going to happen. The weather is changing. We talk about weather in September, and it's really the humidity that bothers us. But now what your football team does, are you mentally tough enough? Do you, have you gone outside? Are you improving as a team? What teams are improving? Because let's go back last year. You know, Dave, last year the Bucks at this time were not very good. Right. They were not very good. And they improved in December, and they really improved in January, and they won a title in February. This is when the November 10th day is the day that we use to really say the second season begins, and are you going to improve? That doesn't mean you're going to go and run the, run the gamut and go undefeated all the way. No. We're talking about improvement of the fundamentals of the sport that matter most. That's fascinating. And, again, I also want to give a shout-out to the uh, United States Marine Corps, born on this day in 1775. I believe my math, if it's correct, 246 years old today, but they still look fantastic, Michael. Uh, yeah, once a Marine, always a Marine. That's, that's always the case. Thank uh, God for the Marines. Hoorah. Let's talk a little bit, though, about the Steelers and the Bears before we have Mike North on, uh, like I said, uh, later on Can this Can we hour. deviate for one quick second? Sure. Can I go off? And, Matt, Matt Santos, I should have sent this to you. I apologize sincerely. But I'm watching the game. Now, I muted the first half of Monday Night Football, which is what I typically do. My wife wasn't home, which made it easier to mute because we have this confrontation in the house. You can, I want put the sound on. All right. She wasn't there, no sound. But I turned the sound on at halftime because I think Adam Schefter's really good, and I want to hear what Adam has to say. And then I heard that Odell Beckham's still a top-10 receiver in the National Football League. <laughs> And I hit my head when I hit the floor. I, I got concussed. I was in concussion <laughs> protocol all day yesterday. Like, are you kidding me? Are Seriously, we're going to sell that to the American public, that he's still a top 10 receiver? Like, how do you get this great campaign going? How do you do it? I, I'm in all of it. How do you do it? Free Odell. Like, how, how do you create this illusion so well? How does this happen? Explain it to me, please, Dave. I can't. I heard the same thing, and, and I almost did, like, just one of those classic spit, spit takes. Like, what? wait, wait, did I just hear that correctly? It was almost as bad as when I heard that the game was tied and I thought about going for two because of an offsides penalty <laughs> after the touchdown. Now, wait, was that just on national TV? Yes, I, I don't understand. <laughs> I didn't I hear that because I had the sound muted, so I didn't hear that. Oh, that I one was, was a doozy. I was like, wait, go for two? It's tied. You want to kick? I know we, we're all in analytics. But, okay, let's get back to Odell Beckham Jr. I couldn't believe when I heard that as well. If, if it was five years ago and that statement came out, okay, then maybe you've got a case, it. right? You, you got a case. But it is 2021. And, 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 look, whether we think Baker Mayfield is whatever we think Baker Mayfield is, but still Odell Beckham Jr., if we're now saying that it's just the quarterback holding him back and that with the right guy he's a top-five guy – well, then I guess you're just saying give me the best quarterback because the best quarterbacks can do that to, to, to any run-of-the-mill receiver, right? They can he, elevate their games. He, he was the fourth best receiver on their team. I, yeah. I mean, Landry was better than him. Higgins was better than him. Donovan Peoples-Jones was better than him. They actually wanted to play Schwartz more than they wanted to play him. Like, I, I get it. You're right. 2014, 15, I mean, 2016, mm-hmm. all that, those years, no doubt he's a top five player. Today, he's not a top 20 receiver in the league. He drops how many third down receptions has he dropped? Like, how do you say that? How do you have any credibility when you say that? And us as a betting network, we understand that because we've all bet on the fact or recommended p- positions that if he catches the ball, maybe you'll win a game. It's fascinating. I mean, he, he hasn't been good since the three-hour boat cruise. I mean, they've been stuck on the same island Gilligan was on. <laughs> no question. And again, from a betting perspective here, Michael, to your point, when the Browns, if you bet the Browns when Odell Beckham Jr. was still on the roster and you saw Baker Mayfield trying to force it, every time they tried to get o- o- Odell involved, bad things happened. He gets off the roster and all of a sudden, you know, they're getting two and a half points last week against Cincinnati and they just run him. In Ohio, right? So all of a sudden, you saw the way the team reacted without Odell. If that's not 
an incrimination of Odell as a teammate, I don't know what is. I, I don't know either, Dave. I recommended Cleveland in the game. I was all for it because I saw that. I saw that light. I knew that once he was out of that locker room, they were all going to come together. It's the same thing. Now, I don't mean this any disrespect to Von Miller, but once Von Miller left, I thought Denver would play better defense because they didn't have to cater to him. You know, we're going to rush this way, do this, do that. They could just play the team sport. The name on the front became more important than the name on the back. And I think that's often the case when these things happen. That, that is quite the observation. And, again, I was not. I, I was on the Bengals last week, and, boy, was I wrong. And I saw that. It, it felt like a weight lifted off of the collective bag. Not, not a Baker Mayfield. Of the entire team, you could see it with the Browns. And to your point about the Broncos, very quickly on that end. And we saw and I just saw you with Gil. Great job, as always, when you guys were looking at the uh, you know, Coach of the Year opportunities here. I watched Vic Fangio, and last week Mike McCarthy was the favorite to be coach of the year. And I watched the emotion that Vic Fangio had when they got those two fourth down stops in the first quarter, Michael, and I went, yeah. this game's over. The, like, the, yeah. the attitude that the Broncos brought that the Cowboys didn't have was reflective in the coaching. You could see it. That Vic said, all right, we're going to punch you in the face, and do you like it? Well, I guess you do because we're going to keep punching in the face. And the Cowboys yeah. did nothing about it. The same thing with the Bengals against the Browns. I find this to be very interesting case studies here, Michael. You were right on that. I was on the wrong sides of both of those games last week. And it is fascinating that you lose your quote-unquote best player, but your team plays light years better than they did with their best player. That cannot be coincidental. No, it's not. And this goes back to why November 10th is symbolic for – building your team it's really about the team winning it's not about the individual it's not about who gets the catches who makes the yards it's about how are we going to find a way to win it's about mental toughness and I think that Dallas thought that they were just going to come out there and then the opening kickoff oh Mm -hmm. my gosh they got the ball you know and 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 Denver showed up to be the team that we thought they might be this summer with their ability to cover with their three corners, their ability to get some pressure. I think, obviously, you know, Dallas needs Smith in there at left tackle. Terrence Steele did a great job at right tackle, but they need, they need Smith back at left tackle because they, they got powered back, and we saw it. And they rushed. The rush was very coordinated. It was interesting to watch the game because their rush was very coordinated to how to really make Prescott have some trouble. And a lot of that is because they didn't have to cater to Vaughn. They didn't have to say, okay, Vaughn, we're going to, you know, because let me say this, you, you, when you have Vaughn on your team and he's going in the Hall of Fame and he's a great player, you're going to cater to what he wants to rush. That's not necessarily always the best rush for the team. Yeah, no doubt about it. And, again, I, props to Vic Fangio because he's been like Sean Penn, dead man walking, everybody's ready to fire him, get him out of the door. And that could happen at the end of the year. We'll find out. But while he's still there, you saw the change in attitude from the head coach, from the coaching staff to the players, it was reflective on the field. They were the much more physical team on Sunday. And, look, I hope that the uh, the bells are not tolling for the Dallas Cowboys to use <laughs> your Edmund Fitzgerald philosophy here because, really, they look like they were not prepared to play, and that is a reflection of Mike McCarthy. No, and, and, and Dak did not look sharp. I mean, he had a couple chances on the fourth down. Did not look sharp, a lot of that. But the fact that what I would be most worried about you as a, a Cowboy fan is – the way that Williams and Gordon ran the ball on that defense. Mm. And that's something that you've got to be able – that's what I thought Minnesota would do, but obviously Denver did a better job game planning the run game, which to me is truly the essence of how good of an offensive coach you are when you can game plan that run game. Yeah, you know we're doing the green zone on Sundays, Michael, and I, I said to our producer, Jacob Roach, I said, well, the Broncos won't be able to run it in. Next play, Melvin Gordon, left tackle. They <laughs> slam it right down our throats. And I went, oh, we're in a lot of trouble if they can run yeah. the ball without a great ease as they did on Sunday. A fascinating discussion. Uh, yes, the anniversary of the record of the Evan Fitzgerald. Let's hope that's not the case for my Dallas Cowboys. When we come back, we will talk about the college football playoff and also the AFC West odds right here on Vston, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.
Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Football season is here. It's time to download BetMGM Sports. It's Nevada's premier sports betting app. BetMGM is all of your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much, much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID to open up an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Alongside Michael Lombardi, I am Dave Ross. This is the Lombardi line right here on Vston. And Michael's got Cats in the Cradle, Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. It's just stuck in my brain now. Two great songs. But I wonder Uh, if the bells are tolling for Cincinnati in the college football playoff. Because, Michael, we had part two come out last night. And almost jokingly, I tweeted out, I wonder if there's a way that the committee would put Michigan over Michigan State. And then, alas, it actually happened. Cincinnati's still not in the top four here, Michael. Is there a pathway without mass chaos that you see Cincinnati? They're not going to get in, right? They're not going to let them in. They, they're, they're like, they're no way. I mean, they're like, it's like the guy trying to get into Augusta. You know, it's like, <laughs> you're just not going to do it. They're not letting you in. Okay. They're not, you're not getting a green jacket. You're they're not going to let you in. And don't care how much, how many people, you know, you don't care, you know, who your buddies with, what your contact on your iPhone looks like, you know, you're not getting in. I mean, they're not getting in. I don't know what more they have to do. You know, oh, well, they didn't play well this week. Okay. Did, did Alabama play well this week? I mean, they were 28-point favorite against LSU, and it came down to the wire, go Tigers. You know, I mean, so, like, now we're grading them on style points. Yes. I mean, Ohio State struggled with Nebraska. I mean, that was okay. That was all right. You know, I mean, like, it, it's just, to me, it's a bunch of people in a room that know nothing about football. That, to me, is every week they come out with it, it's just a lot of people that know nothing about football. They know a lot about how to make money. That I give them. They know a lot about how to make money. And they know Ohio State in in this Final Four is a hell of a lot more money than Cincinnati. That they do know. We've seen, like, going way back, we've seen back in the the BCS era, right? We've seen Hawaii's left out and the Boise State's left out, undefeated seasons, obviously non-Power 5 conferences. Is this the one that would do it where they'd say we need expansion? I'm not an expansion guy, by the way, Michael. I'm not. I, I've never yet in the history of the college football playoff, I don't think we've, we've had one year where we went, the, the worst team won. I don't think we've had that. I think we've all said the best team ended up winning. So in the end, strangely, I think they've figured out a way to still get it right. And I like, you know, the, 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 the tough is I want it to be harder to get in. But if Cincinnati does go undefeated and they're left on the outside looking in, would this be the straw that breaks the camel's back? I mean, it's just, it's, look, they are praying that on, on, on 11-20-2022 that this team, Cincinnati, loses at home to SMU. They're praying for it. 
that it'll make their life a lot easier. And then if they don't win that, if they don't lose there, they're going to double down on East Carolina. They're going to say, okay, we got to get them out of here in East Carolina. <laughs> I mean, they want it. They want the loss to eliminate them. Meanwhile, it's okay that Alabama has, loses to A and M, has a close game against LSU, and you know could have gone either way in the LSU game, mm-hmm. right? That doesn't matter. Look, am I not suggesting that Alabama would be? No, I'm not. But if we're going to have a, if we're, if it's going to be fair, then make it fair. Give okay. it some teeth. Make it fair. You know, and and let's see. Look, the one difference between college basketball and college football. Is the is the play clock sixty minutes versus forty eight? Okay, so what we see in the tournament is we see teams that are not as good as other teams can upset them because the game's shorter. And if we played fifty minutes, the Detroit Lions might have four wins. If we played fifty minutes, that this the, the scoreboard the the up one loss record of a lot of these NFL teams would look different. Same thing in college. The, when we play sixty minutes, the the the, the good teams take over. And it becomes obvious who's the better team uh, most of the time, most of the time. And when you look at this year, and and a lot of the people say, okay, well, if Ohio State played Oregon today, okay, we we know Ohio State would win. That's what we say, right? But Oregon did go. I don't know that for sure. I mean, I watch Oregon. I mean, I watched them against Washington. It's pouring rain. You know, and I think they're really good. Now, they don't have Verdell. They don't have their one back. The other back's sensational. The quarterback, to me, I think is a liability on Oregon's team. I think he's going to cost them. I do think he will cost them eventually, Anthony Brown. Mm -hmm. But to me, you know, they're so talented, it's hard to ignore them. It's hard to just say that they're not going to be very good. And and they go and lose. They got a seven-point lead against Stanford. Dave, I'm sitting on the couch, and I'm recommended Oregon in that game. I recommended Stanford in that game, and I'm thinking, oh, this is I'm gonna this is a bad pick. And and not only did they not Stanford cover, they won. Right. And and Oregon had the ball at midfield with a I think they had like a seven or six-point lead, and they're going to score, and they lost that game in overtime. I, look, I'm with you. I, I think the games have to matter to your point here. And the Oregon win against Ohio State at the shoe uh, week one, I, I still think week zero, week one, that was still the best win to me in college football non-conference. Uh, so that has to matter. And I'm glad that the committee has them ahead of Ohio State right now. But I do want to talk about Michigan and Michigan State very quickly because I've had people chiming back at me saying there's no way Michigan can win this thing still. And I go, absolutely wrong. If they run the table and they beat Penn State this week and then they beat Ohio State and then they win the Big Ten, I, Michigan's going to get in over one loss Cincinnati in that scenario, Oh, right? no doubt. Right? No doubt. No doubt. I, and I'll tell you, the sleeper team in all this, I mean, Oklahoma's got Baylor this weekend. I, I would. I don't know what, what Oklahoma's odds are to get in the Final Four or to be there. I, I'm, I would play that. I would play that. I think that's not a St. Jude's pick. I think you've right. got some real teeth to that. I agree with you on Michigan. I think that's got some real teeth to it. Now, they've got to beat Penn State. That'll be a hard game for them. Mm-hmm. But they've got to win this one. You know, other than that, I don't know who else from the back of the pack can come up. You know, is, can A&M come up? I don't know. I mean, could A&M beat Alabama again? Wow. You know, could, could, they, do, could they beat Georgia? I don't think so. You know, it's a top, I, I it was a top five team pre-flop before they lose their starting quarterback. Jimbo's done a really good job, in my eyes, of kind of saving that season, right, with backup quarterbacks here going forward. Their defense is legit, as you know. I mean, so this is going to keep men a lot of games. So they are kind of a, a really, really extreme long shot because of the two losses. But to your point, they've already beaten Alabama once, and that's kind of in this new uh, you know, Jimbo, once he f- figures out the quarterback situation, Oklahoma at number eight right there, I'm with you. Undefeated still. They've had so many near losses that didn't happen. Now they feel like they're getting their their footing here. But I got to ask about Michigan State. They beat Michigan a week, two weeks ago. Okay. not It's not like it was week zero, like the Oregon-Ohio State scenario we just talked about. And yet the committee put Michigan ahead of Sparty. If that's not a slap in the face to little brother, I don't know what is. Yeah, you know, and I'm telling you, I mean, watching that game, if I were in that room, I would have put Michigan ahead of Sparty too because I think Michigan's the better team than Sparty. I think they got caught in the momentum. They lost by four. But I think if Michigan plays Michigan State on a neutral field, Michigan's going to win. I, I think if they played at Michigan, I think Michigan was the better team. That turnover late in the game really hurt them. It made it. Michigan State won. 
But I, I think when you look at the power of their, of their schedule, I mean, they beat Nebraska in overtime, Michigan State. Okay, Cincinnati, Cincinnati's had game. They beat Indiana by four. Cincinnati dominated Indiana, right? I mean, so like they, they really haven't. Tell me where their signature win was, other than that turnover game against Michigan. And I don't deny it. I don't deny they deserve it. But I'm not so sure Michigan State's a great team. Yeah, I think it's a fair point. By the way, Michigan and Michigan State both 66 to one to win the national championship. That, I mean, long shot. But again, when you're talking about the number six and number seven teams right now, and again, they still have a pathway to actually get to that number. Look, I like Michigan's odds better than Michigan State's at 66 to one. I just do with the team that can run the football the way Harbaugh can and the way their defense plays. I think they're, they've got a live shot against Ohio State. Because, Michael, i got to be honest here, Ohio State, to your point, they have not looked like the Ohio State we thought would really get this thing on track and start rolling. The last couple of weeks, they're surviving, survived right. against Penn State and survived at Nebraska last week. That was a, that, that Nebraska had their chances. I mean, Martinez has got a third and two in the red zone. You know, when they settle for that field goal there, right? And he's got the crosser wide open, and he just makes a horrible throw. You know, I mean, you know, look, I think I think at the end of the day, you know, I'm not sure Ohio State is great on defense, and I think it's going to catch up to them. They're 19th overall in the in the country in scoring defense, but I do think you can, and they're 47th in in just total defense. Right. So I think you could, they people can move the football on them. Their offenses obviously have gotten better as the year, but I mean, Nebraska was right there for the t- they had them. Martinez just couldn't make a play. Yeah, and I look at Notre Dame here at number nine. Look, that loss to Cincinnati, right? If they don't lose that game, then we're having that conversation. Notre Dame's – here's the difference. If Notre Dame had beaten Cincinnati, do we agree that Notre Dame would be in the, in the first four right now? Like, that's yeah, the but, difference and, and of perception. Cincinnati can't, and Cincinnati can't get any love. And they can't get any love. And Cincinnati can't get any love. It's just unbelievable. They beat Notre Dame, but they still can't get love. That is, that's rather fascinating that we both believe that had Notre Dame won that game, they would be in the first four. Oh, yeah. Cincinnati won the game, and they're not in the first four. Kind of tells you everything you need to know about the way the committee views Money. the Bearcats. Yeah. Money. Money. It absolutely talks. All right, Michael, take a very quick break here. When we come back, Steve Mackinan is going to join us here. His numbers are always fascinating on Point Spread Weekly right here at VEASAN. We'll break them down when you come back with us. It is VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. We have a new prop tracker now available at VEASAN.com for you to keep up with key NFL props. Head over to VEASAN.com to get current odds as well as the movement each week to follow the trends and find the best value. Track the odds for MVP, head coach, rookie of the year, and much, much more. Check out the prop tracker, betting splits, key trends, and matchup data for every game now at VEASAN.com slash NFL. It is the Lombardi line here on VEASAN. I am Dave Ross, joined by Michael Lombardi, of course, and it's always great to have our guy Steve Mackinnon from Point Spread Weekly, one of our editors here, Michael, because, again, I always do feel smarter when he's on the program with great mm, information. Uh, so before you make your wagers on Sunday, take note of what Steve writes. And this week, overall single-digit road dog records. And, Steve, as wow. he joins us now, it is fascinating when you look at the numbers, Steve, that you've compiled here uh, this week. Boy, straight up. It's over 50%, barely, 35 and 34, but against the number, almost 70%. Yeah, I tell you what, Dave, I, I think you used the key word there, unprecedented, in this situation. Uh, the, if you look back at uh, the last 21 years of NFL wagering, for, both for the overall season and the first nine weeks of the season, this is the highest percentage of single-digit road underdog covered in that span. So when you say unprecedented, you were uh, truly accurate in that. And you go into it, Steve, in terms of what you believe is the cause and effect. And, you know, you mentioned there is no home field advantage anymore. Uh, and, you know, and I do think that there is parity. But talk a little bit about why you think this is happening. Well, I think you touch on two of the reasons there. Uh, I think the NFL has showed a lot of balance this year. There's not truly a dominant team like we've seen in in. Uh, past years there's not a truly dominant set of teams i mean if you look across the board two losses seems to be the the few i mean you got arizona with the one 
but uh, I wouldn't call them dominant by any means. And then you got uh, two loss groups, and then you got 13 teams in the four or five win range. So that's I don't I don't want to call it mediocrity, but teams are closer together than I think they've been in the past. Uh, the other thing is you talk about the lack of home field advantage uh, in the NFL. That that two weeks ago. Uh, my study on true home field advantage pointed out the true actual home field advantage in the NFL has only been about one point. Uh, this year, teams are being priced at about two points. So I mentioned in the article, I think betters are getting an actual free single point at every bet that they take the uh, road team. But I think one of the more interesting angles that I found uh, in the article this week, and I call it, could the bookmakers be sabotaging betters? Hmm. There's some interesting line movements here uh, this year. When when the games have opened at a certain point and moved towards the home team in these single digit home favorite games, the road team's twenty one and four against the spread. So wow, it's almost like a set. say say that again. This wow. is music to my ears. This is music to my ears. Please, 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 please say this again. So we yeah we talk about the home field advantage. Now if you think about home. A single point I'm talking about with the actual home field advantage. It seems like maybe the opening lines are pricing the uh, the t- the home the single digit home favorites to this level. Betters are taking that and thinking, "Wow, I'm I'm getting a I'm getting a nice price here on this home team," and they're moving the line the other way. So it uh, it, it goes towards the home team. The road team in those single digits is 21-4 and four against the spread. It's absolutely astounding. And, again, when you dig into your numbers that you've compiled here, not just obviously this year but through the years here, Steve, I wonder if there would be a regression to the mean here. But just you look at it this year, right, and you go from week one to week nine, and I'm looking at your numbers here, it's astounding ATS here that week one it was 7-2 and two, and week nine, 7-1. and one. Now, it didn't happen like that all the way through there in the middle – but, Steve, it doesn't feel like it's, it's going to be a regression in the mean, at least by the way it's been going uh, recently in the last two weeks. It's 14-3 to 3 ATS. Okay, so you touched on that week one number of seven and two. I'm always a believer that in week one, why are certain teams favored over others? There's a clean slate. You know I mean? We, we don't know specifically. I think there's a lot of things that go into a team – been good throughout the course of a season. One of them is cohesiveness. One of them is momentum, injury, luck. That is another thing. So, at, when the slate is clean, these teams are closer than a lot of a lot of, I guess, novice betters like to give credit for. Nowadays, with the we talked about the reasons why this might be continuing at this point. We got teams that are close. Uh, Dave Tooley talks about this in his Tooley's takes in the Point Spread Weekly this week about this is a great time usually to take underdogs. So uh, a, lot of, a lot of reasons that uh, could be contributing to this. So let's take it into this week. Let's, let's move it in faster. So Cleveland goes to New England. The line opens up at 2.5, and, and it gets bet down to 1.5. Does this qualify to fit that variable where the line is mo- or does it moving to the away team isn't as good as it is moving towards the home team? Exactly, Michael. What we'd want to what we'd want to see here in this particular case is the Patriots move to three and a half or something like that. Got it. Uh, for, according to the numbers this year, this year that would be the ideal play for Cleveland. All right, let's talk about some teams here that have done very well as small underdogs at home, uh, according to your numbers here. Records of single digit home favorites so far in twenty twenty one, and this would the Cowboys would actually qualify in this right now because I believe it's still at nine this week against Atlanta. But so far, Steve, according to your number, they, along with the Bears and the Packers, who also might fit that criteria this week, they've been perfect ATS. Yeah, so the line seems to be moving towards Seattle. So we, 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 we want to just completely wipe out that 21-4 and four thing with the Packers. So uh, that will not apply. So the, pack, the Packers are in a good spot here. Uh and the fact that in the games they've been uh, these single-digit home favorites, they've put up great defensive efforts. Same goes for the Bears uh, in, in the games they won. They're two, both those teams are 2-0 against spread. Dallas, on the other hand, has put up huge point totals. 
uh, hard to hard to keep up with a, a small favorite if that team's scoring 40.3 points per game, which Dallas has in their three opportunities here. Interesting enough, those are the only three teams that have winning records against the spread as single-digit home favorites this season. <laughs> they're the they're the outliers to the to the rule right now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and it seems that that this is, and I think Dave asked a great question, Steve. We you don't anticipate this coming back to the mean. I mean, you, we really feel like this is going to continue. And as we start to look at some of these bets, I think you got to take that in consideration. If the line is moving to the home team. You know, we've seen it in – I've been – the last two weeks, Minnesota was hosting, and that was because of backup quarterbacks, too. You didn't, in that 24-4 to number, it's backup quarterbacks are winning anyway, right? So, like, okay, all, like let's take, for example, now – Right, so Tampa uh, – Carolina's at Arizona. It's a double digit, so this wouldn't apply, correct? No, and in fact, I mentioned that nine double-digit favorite – double-digit home favorites are, are – nine and four and one against the spread. So uh, just, we'll just take those, those, those are talent mismatches. So I don't, I wouldn't consider those in, in this analysis. So uh, be careful not to confuse the two things. You know, I look at it here, guys, and I, and Michael and I talked about it earlier. I got completely burned on that Bengals line, a small number here. And I look at the bottom NFL records as single digit home favorites so far this season, Steve. And they're right at the top of that list here 0 and 2 ATS, 1 and 1 straight up. Didn't even get close, obviously, last week against Cleveland. But boy, you, the one that really surprises me the most is the 49ers on your list. That you look straight up 0 and 4. I mean, that's, that's, an, that's an amazing compilation of data that you have for teams that we thought, like the Niners and Chiefs, would be good against the number. Even the Steelers, only two and two straight up, and they didn't cover against the Bears on Monday night. Yeah, so let's, let's look back to the beginning of the season, the expectations of these teams. Uh, San Francisco thought to have a great defense, thought to be a bounce-back team for this year. In these four games, they've been single-digit home favorites, allowing almost 30 points per game. This isn't the same defense that played in the NFC Championship game two years ago. Pittsburgh and Kansas City not getting the type of quarterback play uh, that they're used to seeing uh, from their their star guys there. 0-4 against the spread, 0-5 against the spread for those teams. So uh, underachieving is definitely not a good type of – trait that you want to back a favorite in at, at any point but uh certainly certainly when it's maybe a questionable line yes yeah, steve let's get to one more if we could very quickly and that's interesting too and it does benefit the cardinals here even with the backup quarterback michael to your point with colt mccoy last week uh records as single digit road underdogs the cardinals top of the list four and oh ats and 4-0, obviously, straight up here. They've been really good. And the Titans, they burn me all, all year long, too, Steve. 3-0 <laughs> straight up and also ATS here. Is this the market not adjusting for maybe the way the Cardinals and Titans season has played out so far? Yes, and I think this happens every single season. We'll get some teams like this where the, there just continues to be doubt about them, and, and they continue to fight through that. Uh, Arizona, perfect example of it. Absolutely. Steve, it's always fascinating to have you on. Thank of you, Steve. Check it out, Points Free week, uh, Weekly, and follow him on Twitter, as I do, at Steve Mackinnon. Always appreciate the time and the information, Steve. When we come back here, Mike North is going to join us, Michael. We will talk about that Uh-oh. Monday night game. He's going to have a duck. lot to say about the Bears and the Steelers. That's Eason, the Sports Betting Network. From BBC Radio 4. Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. (laughs) 
Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, welcomes you with a special offer in the NBA. Simply place a $10 money on wager on any game, and if either team hits a three-pointer, you're going to win 200 bucks in free bets regardless of your bet's outcome. Just use the bonus code VEASAN200 when you make your first bet. Enjoy NBA action like never before with BetMGM's live betting options, boosted odds specials, and daily promotions at your fingertips all season long. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com. Use the bonus code VEASAN200 to win 200 bucks in free bets if a three-pointer is made in the game you wager on. Eligible requirements do apply visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions 21 years of age or older to wager new customer offer all promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit free bets expire seven days from issuance please gamble responsibly if you have a gambling problem please call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in mississippi and nevada dave ross alongside michael lombardi it is the lombardi line right here on Vison. and michael i couldn't wait to get your thoughts on what happened monday night between the steelers and the bears but i thought we would wait until we added in mike north who <laughs> joins us from chicago a great chicago radio personality follow him on twitter as i do at north to north so mike let's bring you in for this discussion here and as we all know obviously if you had the bears you, you cash the number here plus the seven the game easily goes over the posted total but I was saying yesterday, if you had the Bears' money line, Mike, you might feel like you got jobbed a little bit. Is that the consensus in Chicago here on this Wednesday? Well, yeah, I think that, uh, you know, people are going to point at the, the refereeing, uh, the officiating guys. It's good to talk to you once again. I think that uh, a lot of things happened. Uh, the penalties were a little lopsided. Uh, the uh, deal with Marsh when he – uh, got sort of hip checked, so they say. My my whole angle on on that was that uh, Marsh shouldn't have been near him. Uh, you know, you already chirped at the bench of the Steelers, and people aren't talking about that. They just act like he just looked at the bench. But then there was like some talking involved. Then you hear Nagy say yesterday, not even back his guy, saying you know both guys uh, did their act, which which is I think speaking. Uh, the NFL basically said your guy was wrong. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, we thought we could have won that game. I said the Bears needed an upset. If any team needed an upset, they needed a win even more than Detroit needs one. Detroit's a lost cause. The Bears now uh, have lost again. Um, and so it's all about now that the, the change has been to develop uh, Justin Fields. He had a good second half, did not have a good first half, as did the team. So we'll see where it takes it. But the Bears, uh, I thought they were a playoff team last year, and they're not one this year. So I'm all about winning. I think you guys are. It's a disappointment. Uh, Nagy, I don't know how much time he's going to have. We'll find out. I mean, he's got a Thanksgiving Day game in a couple weeks. He's got the Ravens. Uh, You know, that shouldn't be pretty. I think they're going to be six-point dogs. 
Uh, but if they then go to Detroit and lose at Detroit, uh, then, then it's a different uh, taste in your mouth, so to speak, even if the team is trying to develop a quarterback. Mike, do you think that they've made the decision on Nagy already, or do you think this is kind of they're going to wait and, like you say, Baltimore, how he how it develops the quarterback against Baltimore, and then obviously the huge game on Thanksgiving against Detroit, you know, to see where they are as a football team, or do you think they've already made that call? You know, my I'm not sure. I I got to tell you, uh, the whole thing we were told Dalton was going to start, and we just like we were told last year after Foles started, we'd never see Trubisky again. Then we saw Trubisky. The whole thing is so mumbled jumbled. Uh, you don't know who's calling the plays half the time. Um, it's it's a situation where, you know, people say that. The Bears never fired a guy midseason. Well, George Hallis was the coach for most of those seasons, and he was the owner. He wasn't going to fire himself. <laughs> um, so there's a first time for everything. I believe uh, Nagy, I think if a guy like you, I don't know, uh, I think he's more of an offensive coordinator. Uh, I see what the coordinators at Kansas City are. They're basically guys that – uh, watch Andy Reid call the plays, in my opinion. I mean, uh, is Eric the enemy now? Is his stock gone down because of what's going on in Kansas City? I think everybody's going to blame Reid, even though the enemy stock is going to be hurt a little bit because of the influx. So I think Nagy's next job, if he ever leaves this job, would probably be a coaching job, to be honest with you. Talking with Mike North, Chicago sports radio personality. And to that end, uh, about Matt Nagy, it just feels like Ryan Pace is joined at the hip. This was his hire, right? You fire John Fox, you bring in Matt Nagy. You, you know, Ryan Pace is the guy that's drafting these quarterbacks. I kind of feel like, Mike, can he fire Nagy? Or if he's firing Nagy, do they both have to go? Uh, you know what? It's almost like they are joined at the hip. A, a, a lot of uh, the way that Emery and Trustman were joined at the hip. I mean, uh, with the Bears, and they got rid of them both. So that isn't the first time that they've gotten rid of a GM and uh, a head coach. Uh, I, I do see some good draft picks by pace, but they've clearly misread the whole quarterback situation from day one. Uh, I don't know uh, where Mitch Trubisky's going to go next year, but it seems like he made the right call. I mean, look how things change in the NFL, guys. I wanted Watson uh, to be the Bears quarterback. Uh, he may never play again. Who knows what's going on with him? And Mahomes looks like a, a, he's in trouble as far as the league adjusting to him. And Trubisky's just sitting back at Buffalo watching Josh Allen score six points. So that's how the <laughs> NFL changes. Yeah, it's, it's just amazing how it changes. I see Sam Darnold, a starter in the league, but Mitch Trubisky didn't want to look at certain teams. So it's going to be interesting to see uh, how certain teams like Philadelphia, Miami, Washington uh, view uh, that next year. While the Bears will still be trying to develop a guy that they traded up for when Matt Jones was waiting for him. So uh, here we go again, so to speak, and let's hope things can work out for Justin Fields. Things did look better in the second half, but I'm a guy about losing. And by the way, after nine games, through nine games, Trubisky, uh, eight touchdowns, four interceptions. They're already starting this. Fields, four touchdowns, eight interceptions. Trubisky, 354 more yards uh, as a quarterback. So, yeah, they're starting to come up with the comparisons already, and that doesn't even look pretty right now, even though Fields did show much improvement in the second half. Well, you you got to be good, feel good. I mean, look, I'm the I, you and I are way different. We're we are we are right. as about the North Pole to the South Pole <laughs> on Trubisky. I mean, that's how different we are. But that's okay. Yeah. I mean, I, that that's the yeah, beautiful that's thing right. about America. That's great. But the one thing I felt like I thought Justin Fields really in the second half and even in parts of the first yep. half, I thought his anticipation was great. I thought he had a real command of what he was doing. I thought for the first time that they yep. actually ran an offense that he could. It was, you know, Art Modell used to say this all the time when I worked for him in Cleveland. He said, kid, we okay. sell hope here. We <laughs> sell hope. That's what I do. I sell hope. And I thought as a Bear fan, and you the ultimate Bear fan, right. you have to feel hopeful with, with Fields. Yeah, we do, Mike. And I got to be honest with you. It, you know what? A lot of people have hope. But being Bear fans for so long, sometimes they put false in front of it, false hope. Um, that being said, 
I, I really was encouraged by the way the kid played. Now, uh, I hope when I'm on next year with you, because, God, what a rapport the three of us have. I got to be honest with you. But, <laughs> I mean, to, to tell you the truth, I hope that I could tell you just like uh, Ryan Tannehill's people are telling Miami now, you thought he was a bust? He's not a bust. I think that Trubisky has the capabilities of being, if he's on the right team, a Ryan Tannehill type of ball player, winning records, uh, some, some uh, you know, I, I, in fact, uh, they wish they had probably Tannehill back in Miami now after the Adam Gase experiment. So we'll see what happens with that. But, yeah, you got to build, and you know you build teams. You, if you're feeling good, you're better – you're happier that he had a great second half than a great first half and went the other way. So, you know what? He's not playing on a, a team that's got a whole lot of great pieces around him. So hopefully the Bears can add that. I thought him and Komet, uh, the, the tight end from Notre Dame, uh, ended up uh, teaming up. They seem to be gelled afterwards. They seem to be happy. So let's see what happens. They got the Ravens and the Lions. I think we'll get a better picture after those two games. Got one minute left to go here with Mike North. And very quickly, Mike, uh, look, I was dead wrong about Ryan Tannehill. We'll see if there's a home for sure. Mr. Trubisky to make that resurgence. But that's a great point there because right. I thought he was dead. Uh, let me ask you yep. very quickly about the defense because I finally saw Roquan Smith really ball out on Monday night. And they didn't have uh, Quill Mack, obviously, there. When they get their full complement, can this be an elite defense again very quickly? Yeah, they just got to learn how to play with some things. I mean, Hicks is out sometimes. Eddie Jackson is out. I mean, Mac is out. I mean, it seems like some of these guys got to be 100%. You guys know that's never going to happen. So we'll see what happens. But you know what? The defense has to get some turnovers, and the offense has to take advantage. I think we got a job. We'll see what happens. I cannot wait to see Thanks, how this Mike. plays out. Mike North, Thanks, always Mike. great to have you on the program. Follow him on Twitter, as I do, at North Thanks, to North. Absolutely. Always great to have Mike's perspective here. All right, Michael, when we come back here, I do want to ask you one more question about the taunting that we didn't get to finish up there. And also, who's going to have the most wins in the regular season in the NFL? We'll break that right here on the Lombardi on on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.